Okay. Okay, dokey. Okie dokey. Okie dokey, pokey. Okie dokey, smoky pokey. Okie dokey, smoky dokey, mokey, nokey, jokey. Jokey. I like jokey. Jokey's good. Hey, everybody. James Arnold Taylor here. The James Arnold Taylor podcast is about to begin. There's Okay, so first off, let me just first off say it's a hot day in, what is it, October in California where I live. And uh, I, don't, I don't care for that. <laughs> well, the reason I don't care for it is because it's been cool lately. And we were like, oh, okay, we're fall. Fall is good. We're, we like the fall. And now all of a sudden it's like over 80 degrees and really, really hot out. And uh, I've got the air conditioner running, so uh, hopefully you don't hear the air conditioner in the background, but the uh, unit is right outside my studio wall, so there I hear it. But you may not hear it because you're driving or whatever, but if you hear a in back of me, that's because the air conditioner's on here at the uh, James Arnold Taylor Studios because it's hot out. And you know, the crazy thing is, is uh, first off, welcome, uh, and we'll get, we'll get moving. Uh, well, okay, okay. Let me hold my stories. Let's do it right. Uh, let's get in Mr. Announcer Guy. Hey, Mr. Announcer Guy! Oh, yes, James? It's time to announce the show. I know, man. Now, see, look at you. You're always, like, uh, perfectly pressed. Like, people can't see you, but you're, like, you know, in a suit. You're, like, the real deal. Like, you're, you're like, old-school announcer guy in the suit, and your hair is perfect and everything, and not a bead of sweat to be found on you. You, I mean, it's hot outside, and you're fine. Well, I am inside in the air conditioning. Yeah, that's true. But still, it seems like you don't sweat. No, man, I don't sweat. I'm super cool. All right, well, great. You want to uh, introduce the show? Sure, man. All right. Cue that music, Jerry the Music Man. You got it, James. In a world of millions of podcasts, and I do mean millions, this one is the... Different. I'm not sure. Was that a compliment? Yeah, man. Let me finish. It's the James Arnold Taylor podcast. Talking to myself, the Jetcast. And now, here he is, the one voice in a million. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty good. James Arnold Taylor! <laughs> well, thank you. Yes, because the show is called Talking to Myself, and all the voices that you hear are me. Yeah, that's right, man. Thank you, Mr. Announcer Guy. You got it, James. I'm going to go now. And he's gone. And then the music hits, and that's how we do it. It's kind of a, you know, it's like, it's funny. Some, in my career as a stand-up comic and as a voice actor and as a performer and as a writer and a, a director, a producer of things, I always try to, like, make things different. Yet I think that what works on the podcast is to kind of always do the same little things each time that you 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 know it's the same but it's different and you you get used to those things and there's a comfort in that and so you know while I was taking my little hiatus uh, between season one and season two of the podcast because this is episode two of season one oh no this is oh no this is episode two of season two it's two two and uh, although it's actually episode 35, I don't know. I don't know if I should, you know, my OCD is going to go crazy if I start really trying to kind of keep track of everything like that. It's episode two of season two. Welcome to the James Arnold Taylor podcast. But anyways, but, you know, it's like so uh, all, all the little things, you know, you, you go, oh, should I change them? Should I make things different? Should I? But no, I mean, it's like I think you all are just comfortable knowing that James is here hanging out with you and talking. 
having some water. Do you have your water? Do you have, are you drinking your water? Come on, everybody, come on. Ah, that's good water. James Arnold Taylor podcast. We have a big cup of water with us, a big bottle of water, a big jug of water, something like that. We sip our water as we listen. We deep breathe. We let go of all of the stresses. Even if you're, you're at work, even if you're driving to work or driving home from work, even if you're driving somewhere else or you're just listening or you're working out. I know some people uh, listen and work out. Uh, no matter what, no matter who, no matter what you're doing, it's all okay right now, okay? We're gonna practice a little what we call mindfulness. Mindfulness is being in the moment. Do you do that enough in your life? I bet you, you don't. Now, I'm not trying to judge you. I'm just saying most of us don't. I don't, and I practice mindfulness, and I don't do it enough. Mindfulness, what is mindful? Mindfulness is just saying, okay, and I've talked about it before on the show, but let's do it right now because we're setting up for a great time together on the James Arnold Taylor podcast. I'm excited about this. It's great. I have so many stories to tell you this week too. Oh, I had to stop. Okay. Now I had to stop because did you hear my phone was ringing? And that was, um, that was Ben, one of the folks from the Kenobi movie, which is one of the stories I'm going to tell you, uh, calling me to return my stormtrooper armor. That's okay. But anyways, okay. So I digress. Okay. Because, because wait for the stories, James. So anyways, mindfulness, we're setting up. Okay. We've, we've had some water. We've done some deep breathing. Are you keeping still deep breathing? You breathe in for four seconds. You hold for seven seconds. You blow out for eight seconds. You really relax. You know, if you're not used to doing that, don't do it like while you're driving or anything. You don't want to get too lightheaded. So just do nice, easy breathing, but still some deep breathing. Okay. Just relax. Feel your back. Relax. Feel your, your, your back, your arms, your shoulders, your shoulders and your neck. Relax, okay? I want you to be in a relaxed state. I want you to, I want you to feel, okay, where if you're sitting, feel the seat. Think about how that feels to be sitting in the seat. Hopefully, it's a soft, comfortable seat. The seat I'm sitting in is not that soft or comfortable right now, but it's, it's all right. It's my studio seat. It's, a, it's a, like a stool and it you know, goes up and down. I'm going to adjust in it. My feet kind of dangle because I'm I'm a short guy. You know, a lot of people tell me they don't think I'm that short, but I am short. I'm five foot four. That's pretty short. But um, they say I carry myself bigger than that. <laughs> there you go. But anyway, so yeah, so my feet are dangling right now because I'm sitting at my desk here in the studio. But okay, so feel where you're sitting. Okay. Now feel your hands. Think about how they feel. Think about how your body feels right now. If you're, if you're not feeling well right now, breathe through it and know that I am praying for you, whether you believe in prayer or not, whether you want prayer or not, I'm praying for everybody. I'm praying for all of you, but I'm also praying for any and all of you that may not be feeling well right now. And I pray that you would be feeling healthy and, and good and full of life and healthy white blood cells. Uh, now, I'll, I'll talk about that later uh, because uh, it's important, but also because of an email I got from a very dear listener who's been having trouble with white blood cells and stuff. And, and I, want, I want her to know that I'm praying for her white blood cell counts to be in a good place, in a perfect place, uh, okay? And for healing 
because white blood cells, uh, they, they come together and they, they, they build up in our system to try to help fight off viruses and illnesses and stuff. And we want to have the right amount of them. We want to have a lot of them because we want them working and, and fighting viruses and stuff, but we don't want to have so many that it affects us. And because there's one of our listeners, uh, a part of our fellowship, part of the JAT fellowship named Cassandra, who is a, a sweet and lovely and beautiful person that uh, all of you that pray, pray for Cassandra, pray for her health, pray her, for her body, pray for her white blood cells to be just the right amount, okay? Okay. Um, and so we'll get to that and when we get to the emails and stuff with Bob later, but I just want you, right off the bat, Cassandra, I know, I know you're probably listening to this because you listen all the time. I'm praying for you, my dear. I got your letter. And so anyway, so, so be mindful right now of how you feel and what you're feeling and, and how you're, you're sitting and whoever you are, wherever you are, wherever you're, you know, taking this podcast in, feel the, the, the weight, the presence of your body, your, yourself there, and then your environment. Look around, see where you, wherever you're sitting. I'm looking out my window right now. The wind is blowing kind of hard and it's hot. I don't love that, but it's beautiful out still because I see the trees and the bougainvillea plants blowing in the wind and my neighbor's house across the way there. And, uh, and it's, it's, a, it's lovely out there. And it's lovely in here because the air conditioning is, is keeping me cool. So I'm just feeling, I'm feeling all that. Okay, it's important to do these things. It's important to take in. You know why? It gets our brain off of thinking about what we did before and what we should have said and could have said and all that and what we need to do later and what we should say and do later and we get all stuck in in the past and the future and we don't enjoy the present. The present is right now. You're listening to the James Arnold Taylor podcast. You're going to laugh. You're going to you're going to cry. You're going to feel all the emotions. Well, I don't know if you'll cry, but anyways, you might cry if I continue to go on and on. You'd be like, James, please stop. Anyways, uh, and you're here to enjoy yourself. That's an important part of life. It's an important part of this podcast, and why I do it is to get people to uh, enjoy their lives more to be an ambassador of inspiration for you and for you to look and see and feel life in a new and different way, knowing that people are behind you, that people believe in you, that that uh, that others are here for you in life, even if you never meet them, okay? So we're just taking in the moment. Feel that. Feel, feel your seat. Feel your standing. Feel your, uh, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Just feel it. Just live here. And then we say this. I'm all right. It's all good. All is well. Okay? Tomorrow's worries will take care of themselves. Right now, I'm present and I'm alive and I am well. Okay? Welcome to the James Arnold Taylor podcast. I am the aforementioned James Arnold Taylor, your host and all the voices that you hear on the show. So if we want to bring in Billy the intern. Hey, Billy! Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, Mr. James. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, how are you? I'm doing. I'm doing very well. I mean, you know, I enjoyed uh, the time we had out in the desert, and I can't wait for you to tell stories about all that. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely. I'm going to tell stories about that. Uh, you were with me there because you're my intern. You went, you know, and you're my intern for my voiceover career. And this was an on-camera job that I was doing, where I was being an actor in front of the camera, not doing voiceover. But you still came with me as my assistant, and I appreciate you doing that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, I really enjoyed it. I love being there and meeting everybody. It was everybody was very wonderful and nice and very good. And I can't wait for you to tell the stories. Okay, I'll tell the stories. And where's Hank? Oh, I believe he's making you an onion sandwich. I don't want an onion sandwich. I know, but he really enjoys it. And, you know, and he'll probably come in and he'll say, oh, well, there's more for me then. Do you do a Hank impression, Billy? Well, <clears throat> let me try. Oh, yeah, that's more for me. Okay, don't, don't, don't even try. It's all right. Sorry I asked. 
All right. Hey, Hank. Hank is our engineer here on the show. Even though he doesn't engineer anything, I pretty much push all the buttons, do everything myself, but that's his job. Hey, I heard what you were saying there. <laughs> you did, huh? Yeah, you know, I got these new, what do you think of these? What are those, like wireless uh, ear earbuds? Yeah, it can monitors and everything, all that you say is on the podcasting. <laughs> okay. You barely speak English. Um, uh, well, Hank, thanks. Uh, you uh, held down the fort while Billy and I went away and uh, were at the um, movie shoot for the big Kenobi short film made by Jamie Costa who uh, is, uh, is a, a fantastic, a brilliant young filmmaker and actor and performer and chameleon. And uh, Jamie, uh, for those of you that don't know Jamie, I'd be surprised, actually. Uh, most of my fan base probably knows Jamie Costa. Jamie made a Star Wars fan film uh, a little while back that was a Han Solo one. And I believe it came out before the Han Solo movie came out. Um, and he is brilliant. He, I, you know, honestly, I would have loved to see him in Solo playing Han Solo because he he gives enough of a wink to Harrison Ford's Han Solo. He looks like him. He acts like him. He sounds like him. But he's also still doing his own thing. And that was really beautiful. And and and, and it's nothing against the fellow that played Han Solo in the movie. But I, I would have loved to see Jamie play it. That would have been great. Or or uh, my, my good friend Anthony Ingruber. Because uh, he is a brilliant actor. He's played Harrison Ford before. Okay, I'm getting off on a tangent and I don't want people to start telling me, uh, you know, I'm angry about the Star Wars movies or anything because I'm not. I love all of it. It's all good. It's all fine. I love everybody. Okay. Um, that's just, I'm just saying these guys could have played Han Solo as well. And Anthony or Jamie, both wonderful actors, could have done great as well. Um, so anyways, so Jamie Costa. Uh, did a Kickstarter and made enough mo money uh, in that all of you can that contributed. Thank you for contributing. And they had enough to make a Kenobi fan film, short, short fan film. So it's going to be a, a short film. I'm guessing, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, maybe. I don't know how long the finished product will be. But Jamie uh, decided it would be fun if I would be in it. Now, I did not play Obi-Wan Kenobi. He played Obi-Wan Kenobi, and he was fantastic. All right? Now, I am the keeper of Obi-Wan Kenobi for more than any other actor, right? I've played Obi-Wan Kenobi more than any other actor on the planet. And you know what? I sometimes, I think that like uh, people like Dave Filoni and Lucasfilm and stuff, they kind of get tired of me saying that. They kind of think like, James, relax, calm down. I'm not saying it to brag. I really, 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 really am not saying it to brag. And I hope all of you know that when I say that, I say it because I kind of pinch myself. I'm in disbelief that I've been so blessed and honored to play a character and, and to be able to relate to this character of Obi-Wan Kenobi for so many years, for almost 18 years, I've been able to play this character. And I think they all get kind of like, they think I'm trying to claim some uh, hold to the character. I'm not in any way. I am simply stating, I love this character. I'm passionate about this character. I think Obi-Wan Kenobi is, is possibly one of the most important characters in Star Wars next to Luke Skywalker. Uh, I, I dare I say, and I'm sorry, even more important than Yoda or Darth Vader. I, I honestly, I, I really do, because because he is the representation, the true representation of good, just like Luke. Luke was that, you know, I mean, the Last Jedi kind of, it kind of changed some of that outlook on that and stuff. But I still think even, even with that, it showed Luke Skywalker to be the truest 
form of of the force and goodness but i think obi-wan is a close second if not uh still you know like 1b if if luke is 1a obi-wan kenobi is is a true believer of the force and 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 i'm a true believer of my faith and of this world and of humanity and and finding the good in everybody no matter what they believe and holding them up and not judging and not not finding judgment but hoping to share the good news of life and the gospels and all these things to anyone and everyone that is willing to hear it and and listen and take it in and i believe obi-wan kenobi is that with the force and and with with uh the the universe of star wars that that's his his true commission in life uh to to spread the the good news of the Force and of the ways of the Jedi, and even though the ways of the Jedi have been clouded now, I believe in kind of the the world we live in with Star Wars of are the Jedi really the best? Did they really make the right decisions? All that stuff. Look, you know that's what makes it beautiful. That's what makes it a great comparison. I'm off on a big tangent here. Sorry, I didn't mean to go here, but I think it's actually pretty cool. That's what makes it a great comparison to uh, to faith. To faith in God, you know, in that that uh, there is this whole other thing of just that it's imperfect. We're all imperfect. Obi-Wan made mistakes. He constantly made mistakes. You know, I mean, you could say, why didn't he finish off Anakin out on Mustafar? You know, he made a mistake. You know, why did he keep these things from Luke? And I don't know. Did he make a mistake? I don't know. Did he? Did he not? I, you know, I don't I don't know. Um, I don't know because I'm the same as him. And I've I've been the, the caretaker of this character for so long that I do believe I've gotten into his skin. And and I do believe he is a character that with all his heart wants to do the right thing. Uh, did, did he make a mistake not going with Satine? I don't know, you know? I mean, what... Uh, if he if he had gone with Satine, he wouldn't have been able to be there for Anakin and, and, and there for Luke and everything. So, you know, I... I think in the end, everything works out, but this character of Obi-Wan Kenobi, I, I just, I'm, I'm really a, uh, a strong advocate of holding on to the true nature of it. And that's why it was important. So when Jamie sent me the script for his film that he co-wrote with uh, some other folks and, and just did a, a wonderful job and asked me to be involved in it, I, I loved it because I loved the essence of what they were saying. And so obviously I'm not going to give away spoilers here because the film will come out and then you'll get to see it. And it will be a free movie to see on YouTube, I believe is how it's going to work because that's what he does because it's a fan film. So you have to understand fan films, Star Wars fan films, they cannot, um, you know, you can't make money off of them because you don't own the IP, you don't own the franchise. But they're a way of saying thank you to George Lucas, to Disney, to Lucasfilm, and a way of kind of saying, here's another story to tell within these characters. And 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 Jamie has such respect, such ultimate respect for the world of Star Wars and the love of Star Wars that it, these, these stories are beautiful and wonderful and a great addition to the characters already. And, and to where I think that so many of you watching it will go, gosh, that's like, for me, that's that's canon even in that, you know what, like it, obviously it's not canon. I'm not, don't, you know, I'm just saying for, for each person individually that loves them will go, yeah, to me, I hold that story as a part of it. And the beauty of the way he's writing them, it does not interfere with anything and it will not, you know, shake the tree in any wrong way. It's just a, a really neat little story of a particular moment in Obi-Wan's life. And I get to play a bad guy in this. I'm never a bad guy. 
And uh, so, so here's what we did. We all went out to Trona Pinnacles, which is out in the desert out here in, in California. And well, I guess, I guess, yeah, it's still in California, um, but it's close to like, you know, Vegas and stuff in the Mojave Desert and Joshua Tree and all that way out there, way, way out there, out in a place uh, uh, just outside of a place called Ridgecrest, which some of you may know from the news uh, in July of this last year uh, of 2019, there was the Ridgecrest earthquake and it was a 7.1 earthquake. That is huge. Um so that was in the news. But uh, I got to tell you, the people of Ridgecrest, not a lot of people, about 28,000 people live in Ridgecrest. Beautiful, wonderful, uh, really uh, nice folks. Everybody was so kind to all of us as we were out there. Good people. And uh, I greatly appreciate their hospitality to all of us on the Kenobi short film crew. And we, so I drove out there on Wednesday morning, got there early, and then we went out Wednesday night out to the Pinnacles, which is a, is is supposed to normally be about, you know, a 45 minute drive. They, they were repairing the roads due to the earthquake that happened back in July because they like a two foot gap in, in the main, like two, two lane road there, uh, had a gigantic, like two foot crack in it from the earthquake. And so they've been repairing that. So the traffic was slowed because they had to just, had you stop because they had it down to one lane and the other, all, all sides, the other sides of the road, you know, it's just dirt and desert. So it was just down to one lane. So they had to like hold traffic on one side and then let them pass and then hold traffic on the other side and, you know, vice versa. So, so we sat for a good 30 minutes or so at least, um, to get there. But when we finally get there, we go out to Trona, uh, to the Pinnacles, which is this beautiful, it's out in the middle of the desert. It's, and they did shoot some of Star Wars stuff, uh, a little farther out in the desert. Um, in, in Death Valley and such, I believe. But, uh, so we were close to those areas, but if you see Trona Pinnacles or if you're on, you know, you get on your computer and you go to Google and you Google uh, images of Trona Pinnacles, you'll see it's this gorgeous, really like these, like these, these bowls, these dirt bowls with these gigantic rock formations all around them, almost like, you know, in a stonehenge kind of thing. It's like this wild, beautiful place. And uh, so we shot there in, in one of those kind of like, it is like a, it's like a bowl, you know, it's this circle and the, the pinnacles surround it. It was really neat. And so we, we shot there and uh, we were out there every day, all day from like eight in the morning till, you know, seven or eight at night. And the sun would go down around six and we were shooting and, and Jamie just put together a, a fantastic crew and wonderful people, wonderful uh, director, wonderful uh, director of photography, uh, Jacques and and Jason, um, and and then his whole crew as producers and 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 the other actors, Maxine and Tommy. Uh, so Maxine Phoenix and Tommy Snyder play Owen and Baru, and they are some of the sweetest, most wonderful people I've ever had the pleasure of working with. All along, of course, with Jamie. Jamie Costa playing Obi-Wan and then uh, Rich Ferguson playing uh, one of my, uh, I'm an Imperial and he's the, my fellow Imperial. And then we just had a, a, a fantastic group of stormtroopers, stunt players, and then uh, other uh, fans and friends playing stormtroopers. And here's the cool thing. So Ben, who's one of the the producers and, 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 and helpers of this project, they needed, they lost a stormtrooper. On the Wednesday when we got there, like, oh, we lost one of the guys that was going to come out and play a stormtrooper. And I said, you know, I have a full like Disney made, beautiful stormtrooper outfit sitting in a storage unit. 
uh, in my house. If you can get someone to go out there and pick it up because I'm already here and it's, you know, three and a half hours away, uh, it would it would probably fit Ben because now I'm short. I'm too short for a stormtrooper. And that's the joke, in fact. So why does James Arnold Taylor have a stormtrooper outfit? I have an outfit because when I hosted Star Wars Weekends, which was a show that we did in Disney World in Florida for many years, they the last year we did it, there was this great little bit we did for the Rebels show. So Rebels is, of course, a, you know, a cartoon. And we had an interview show where we I would interview the, the stars of Rebels. So what we did was uh, they have a, what they call a pre-show. And so the stormtroopers are wandering around the, the audience in the theater at, at Disney World there. And they're, you know, looking around and being silly with their, you know, all right, let's check this out. You know, those kind of things and stuff, you know. And and, and so I come in dressed as a stormtrooper and I send them the wrong way so they don't go after, um, you know, all the good guys. And so it was a funny little joke. And then I take off my helmet and Tom Kane's voice comes on and says, Ladies and gentlemen, your Star Wars Weekend's host, James Arnold Taylor. I love doing my Tom Kane impression. Anyways, and then I, hey, you know, and so it was a fun little bit. And they made this special Stormtrooper outfit for me. Now, because I'm so small, they had to make it special. They they had to cut it and make it to, to where it would fit me, which is no small feat, no pun intended, because I do have small feet. Anyways. So they do that, and I have this costume. Now, it fit me, even though it was made to fit a smaller person. It's still, you know, there was room in it. So Ben is, I'm going to guess, 5'8", 5'10", somewhere in there, right? Uh, And I'm 5'4". So I knew the costume would fit him, and it did. It fit him really well. So he ended up getting to dress up and be one of the stormtroopers in the film, which was great for him because that was great. He was just going to be there kind of helping out and being available and stuff. And then he got to be a stormtrooper. So he's dropping the the trooper armor. He went and cleaned it all up and everything for me before bringing it back. Because, man, I got to tell you, out in the desert, it gets dirty. We had one of the days, one of the days we were there, Thursday, when we the first day of shooting, we had winds that were unbelievable all day, all day day wins blowing so hard it knocked people over and i'm a little guy and i almost fell over several times from the wind it was that strong so i got like dirt in my ears and in my hair and up your nose and in your mouth and it just just getting like you know sandblasted all day uh so anyway so ben's cleaning up the outfit and dropping it by my house here tomorrow which is so sweet of him nice of him to do that because i don't live right in la i live a little farther out so he's going to do that but um, so we just had a great group of people, uh, so many wonderful folks. We had Faraway Creations. Uh, they uh, they do uh, practical uh, effects, and so they had the, uh, the the sand speeder, which was amazing and like an exact replica of of Luke's sand speeder. It was so cool, uh, and some droids, and and we had um, we had uh, uh, Alexander Stevens. Uh, who is just a sweetheart of a guy and uh, just a a great fella. And we had such a great time getting to know each other. And Alexander is a uh, young filmmaker and uh, just knows, boy, he knows his camera. So if you, if you follow me on Instagram, which you should, if you don't, I'll use the Jedi mind trick for you. You will follow James Arnold Taylor on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Jat Actor, at J-A-T Actor. So if you followed me and you saw, now a lot of the pictures I took myself, but then some of the pictures Alexander took. And so uh, 
it was just great to see and get all of the photos. Sorry, I'm looking at stuff here. All of the photos that Alexander took because he has one of the, the big fancy, the brand new iPhones with the three cameras on it. It took some of the most beautiful pictures and video and he was taking like, you know, 4K video and beautiful stuff. And so it was great. Uh, so he shot some great stuff. And in my Instagram, you can see I took a picture of him taking a picture of everybody else because he was dressed as a trooper and all that too. So uh, we just had a great group of folks. And please forgive me if you're one of the wonderful folks that was on our set and I haven't mentioned your name. I'm sorry. There's so many, so many wonderful people. And I could, you know, I could look it all up. Um, we had such a great time. And um, we had... Uh, so Jamie Costa was Kenobi. Tom, Tommy Snyder was Owen. Maxine Phoenix was Baru. Audie Rick was Luke Skywalker. Audie, I think it's Audie, right? It's, yeah, it's Audie is how we were pronouncing his name, Audie. An amazing young man. A very, very young man. If you, again, go to my Instagram and see the pictures I, I posted. And on my Twitter as well, I posted a picture of Audie for Mark Hamill because he's playing a young Luke. And I got to tell you what, Audie looks like Mark. He's got his eyes and his face and it was brilliant casting because he looks like a little like three or four year old like toddler version of Luke Skywalker. He was adorable and he was a great little actor and he was so great. And and Mark Hamill, who is also wonderful, a wonderful human being, of course, responded back to my tweet and uh, said best of luck and all of that. And that was wonderful. But uh, so anyways, we had, uh, yeah, Rich Ferguson, I told you about. Now, Rich, Rich is a magician, an illusionist, a, uh, and, um, and does like um, uh, uh, mind illusion, you know, all the mind trick stuff and, and, and other illusions. He creates magic. He supervises and consults magicians. Uh, he, uh, he helps create tricks for people and, and stuff. Uh, he is, uh, and he's got a YouTube channel. And, and famously, he did this bit on Jay Leno on The Tonight Show where his head, like he takes his head off. It's a really amazing illusion. So if you if you search Google Rich Ferguson, so Rich was, he's one of the executive producers, but he also played an Imperial officer. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and then we had, uh, we had some other troopers. We had Sam, yeah, Sam and Carlos and Gary and Ben, as I was saying, and uh, Greg, and then uh, just, and, and Alexander. We had a great group of people we had, uh, oh gosh, I'm looking. Danielle was our production designer and, and she handled props and things. Danielle is a, is a big Clone Wars fan and she was just the sweetest gal and so, so great. And, uh, oh my gosh, we had, we had Amanda, we had Allison, we had Amber, we had Tony. Oh, Tony was our stunt coordinator. We had Cody, who was our VFX supervisor. We had Cal, who was doing um, uh, props and stuff through uh, Faraway Creations, and um, just a, a just a fantastic group of people. We oh, we had uh, Clark, our, our our sound guy, and I, you know, I'm a sound guy myself. So Clark and I would sit and talk microphones and recording equipment and all that stuff too. And I just I, I I really loved working on this Kenobi film, and I can't wait for all of you to see it. I can't wait for you all to see me playing a character that is very different than what you're used to seeing me play. Um, and some of you may be like, "Oh my gosh, James, you're such a bad guy," because I am. I'm I'm very bad. <laughs> I'm a bad dude, man. Um, and uh, so, but but I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun being a bad dude. Anyways, um. 
So we had just a great time. So the first day we shoot on Thursday, we get there. It's windy, windy, windy. Uh, but we shoot. We manage to get some shots off of there. And um, and Jamie is just amazing. He just will throw himself in the dirt. He'll do whatever. I, you know, it's like, and he is just uh, uh, just a, a go-to performer and, and person. Then um, Friday was the one day we didn't have the wind, which was great. Um, well, it, didn't, it wasn't windy on Saturday either, but it was a little more windy on Saturday than it was on Friday. There was no wind and it was just hot. So this, so in the desert, it's either windy and cool or hot and not windy. So take your pick. So Friday was a little trickier because if, if you know the costumes of the Imperials, I am in all black, top to bottom, like a black hat, black long sleeves with a high collar. I've got pants that, you know, do the whole big, big pants and then boots that go up to my, uh, up to my knees. And, um, oh my gosh. Oh, and I, I cannot forget Jenny. Uh, our fantastic costume designer, Jenny, uh, is just, uh, just uh, Jennifer Newman. And and then we had Meg doing makeup uh, on a couple of days. And then we we had another gal doing makeup as well. And, it, you know, it was just, uh, it was so great. But Jenny was fantastic. Jenny was just a, a kick and so fun. And she made it fun and she made it easy. Like anytime you had a problem with the costume, boom, she's there and she's watching. And she would watch the whole production and make sure that costumes were right. Because, you know, we also had Gary, uh, who is one of the one of the troopers. Now, Gary is a 501st member and he knows everything. Gary Howe. Gary Howe played Sand Trooper. He played the Sand Trooper. Um, and, and, and basically he's the... These aren't the droids we're looking for, you know. Let's see some identification. He, he's playing that guy, basically, which is great. And Gary knows his Star Wars. He knows every bit of every inch of every prop and costume and stuff. So the, the two of them were just so wonderful to have there. I, again, I hate, you know, it's like I, I know I'm forgetting people's names and not bringing up everybody's names and all that. So I'm, I'm so sorry. But what a great group. Uh, uh, Jaden, who's one of our producers, Jaden was a great guy as well. We had a lot of James, Jay. We had Jamie, James, and then me, James. Then, which everybody said Jat. Then, then Jaden, Jason, Jordan, and we had Jock. It was a lot of Jays, a lot of Jays. Jennifer. Um, so, anyways, a lot of fun. John, uh, John as well. John uh, also working on props and droids and stuff. John uh, was uh, did a great job. So, um, so much fun stuff on this Kenobi fan film. I'm going on and on. I'm sorry. So then we we uh, we wrapped on Saturday and came home on Sunday. And well, I I actually I came home Saturday night. I drove home Saturday night and I was so tired. You ever drive where you're too tired? It's not safe. You shouldn't do it. Don't do it. Uh, so you know you'd have to just like really breathe and and that's where mindfulness comes in really well because I was just I was beat. We had been out in the desert all day and then I got in my car and drove home and got home around uh, 11:30 or so at night. But um, but it was worth it. It was so worth it to have a good, good week of working on a really neat project that this film, you know, it's considered a fan film, but I got to tell you, it's as close to what I could imagine being working on a true Star Wars film, especially like the old films. It it had a feel like A New Hope or, or one of those because here we are out in the desert and the wind's blowing and all this stuff, you know, and you have to deal with all these things of nature and everything. And it and everything looked perfect. Like again, go on Instagram and check it out. 
some of the pictures. Uh, you know, follow me, follow Jamie, follow Maxine and Tommy, and you know everybody. You know, look them all up because I, there's links on mine and follow everybody. Okay, because these are wonderful people and wonderful actors, and the pictures are fantastic. You look at these pictures and they look like pictures from A New Hope. It really does. It's, it's really great. So we had a great time. I can't wait for all of you to see this film. I can't wait to see this film. And I just know it's going to be fantastic. And I'm just so blessed to have worked with so many wonderful people. And, uh, you know, so many wonderful people that that were, like, so kind to me because it's like they know Clone Wars and they know my work. And they were just like, wow, this is, you know, it's an honor. And I'm always so humbled by that, you know, because I'm just the luckiest guy in the world to do what I do, to to do what I love and to love what I do and to make people happy and smile and laugh with the work that I do, that's a, that's a beautiful blessing. And that's what I got to do here on this Kenobi fan film. Short, uh, Kenobi short film, I think is what we're calling it. And that's certainly hashtag Kenobi short film on Instagram or Twitter. And you can, you can find all of that. And I just can't wait for you all to see it. It was, it was so fun to, again, be the bad guy. Uh, and I, I did a little, uh, you know, the trick was to not sound like Obi-Wan because I did put on a British accent for an Imperial. But I made him more, I don't know, he was, you know, he was more, I, I envisioned, it. here's the other thing. Now, I'm still shooting my movie, and even though it's kind of on a break, I'm, I'm shooting bits and pieces where I can. So my hair, I have to keep long. So I have long hair. If you've seen me on online lately or anything, you've noticed I have long hair again. And so for this film, we were kind of like, well, how do you do that? Because Imperials don't have long hair. However, however... In the, you know, in A New Hope and stuff, the 70s, when they were making these, people wore their hair longer. So there were some Imperials that had longer hair. So we thought it kind of actually works. It actually made it feel more 70s. And then I slicked it back really. I put a, put a ton of hair product in and just slicked my hair way back. And it kind of then, the, the, the back end kind of, you know, curled up and out. And I had kind of a Loki look from <laughs> the Avengers. So I played him kind of Loki-like. That's, that was my thing. Uh in homage to Tom Hiddleston, who I opened the door for at the uh, New York Comic Con. Anyways, if you listened last week, you know that story. So anyways, that was a wonderful week. Now people go, well, James, how do you do your work and how do you eat and everything? Because again, I have kind of a funky diet. You know, I eat very clean, healthy food. And so whenever I'm traveling and stuff, it's trickier. So I did. I brought all my food. I drove, uh, I rented a vehicle and and drove out there. And packed it full of stuff and I packed in their gear so I could do my voiceover work too. And if you uh, go on to my Instagram, I made videos of my studio and the little booth that I made. And I did my Fox stuff. So if you heard any of my Fox stuff, you know, for Bless the Hearts, all new, this Sunday on Fox. Or, um, It's Family Guy, all new, Sunday on Fox. I did some promos for them while we were there after coming home on Friday night from shooting. And uh, uh, Greg, I believe Greg was, yeah, Greg was one of the, the PAs. Whoops, sorry, I dropped my pen. Um, he was one of the PAs and he gave me a, a ride back to the hotel on Friday night because I needed to leave early to get back and do my Fox work. Greg gave me and Meg, our makeup gal, and, and Rich Ferguson, uh, my uh, other Imperial officer friend, the ride of our lives out. So, okay, so you have to understand, you drive out to Trona Pinnacles, you, you take the highway, you take the road, right? Then you go off-road. It's this dirt path, and it is about a half-hour dirt path drive. Well, 
Greg, uh, now most people would drive about five to eight miles per hour on this dirt path because it is hilly and bumpy and there's ditches and all sorts of stuff. It is just a dirt road, dirt road with, I mean, like big ditches in it and stuff. And Greg was driving a Jeep and he had been riding because he's a PA, which means a production assistant. He was having to run back and forth all day. So he got used to this, this road. So he was right. I'm guessing he hit speeds of 40 miles an hour on this dirt road. We were flying through up and down. And whoa, I mean, Meg and I, uh, sweet Meg, who was our, our makeup gal there, uh, she, she was white knuckling it. And, and I was, we were both in the back seat and Rich was in the front seat with this guy and Rich is going like, you know, using all of his magical power because he's a magician, you know, you will slow down. The Jedi mind trick wasn't working on, on Greg who was driving through. And he was just like, I said to Greg, I said, you've played a lot of driving video games, haven't you? Because that's what it felt like. It felt like we were in one of those uh, 80s, you know, driving stand-up games where you stand up and you're driving through the desert in a dune buggy. That's what it felt. We were, we're flying around. I mean, it was crazy. I was a little afraid. And I was praying. I was praying, oh, Lord, please don't let us crash. Because at one point, we, we, he kind of lost control. And it's like angels grabbing those, those wheels and dropping us. We got airborne. And it was, it was crazy. It was crazy. Because this Jeep was not meant for off-road, off-road. It was just a regular old Jeep, you know. Uh, but, um like a Comanche or whatever they are. But anyways, gave us the ride of our lives. And I was like, whoa. Oh, once we hit the actual uh, highway, I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but anyways, we made it. So, you know, you got to have those crazy adventures. And um, and then we got on the bus. We had a bus as well that would take us uh, most days. And Danny, who is one of the uh, executive producers, owns this fantastic tour bus that is, it's, and it's got a big Rams logo on the side and Lakers things in the inside. And it's like a party bus on the inside. These bench seats everywhere. And there's like, you know, lighting and, and a little disco ball. And there's like four or five screens, maybe more uh, TV monitors. And so they would play Star Wars on the screens as we were driving the bus to the location every day of everybody, the crew packed in this bus. Because it would seat, I don't know, it's it's would seat a ton of people. And Dave was our bus driver. And, and Dave was a wonderful fella, uh, fellow Christian, a fellow believer. And we had some wonderful talks and, um, and a lot of, a lot of Christians on this, on this uh, film. I was working with a lot of folks that were Christian and we had a lot of great conversations. You know, now, now let me say that as a Christian, we all don't just sit there and just go, oh, we're Christians, aren't we great? No, it's, <laughs> it's just more so you find out when somebody's a Christian and you're just like, oh, that's just neat. It's just having something in common. It's like finding out somebody's a Star Wars fan and you're like, oh, that's neat. So um, we just had a great time. Uh, it was just a, a fun time. I can't wait for all of you to see Kenobi, the Star Wars fan film made by Jamie Costa. Go to uh, Jamie's uh, um, uh, social media. It's J-A-M-I-E. Costa, C-O-S-T-A, Costa. Yes, Jamie Costa. And uh, wonderful, wonderful stuff. He's a wonderful, wonderful human being and a, and a fellow brother in Christ. And I'm, I'm so blessed by that as well. But uh, what a great filmmaker. And I can't wait to see this finished product and me as a bad guy. So there you go. That's my time uh, this last week. That's what I did. And I thought it would just be fun to share the stories. I hope I didn't blather on too much for you all. But we should probably take some emails. Hey, Bob. Bob, 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 Bob. Oh, hello, hello, James. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yeah. How's it going? 
Thank you for sharing all that information about your uh, about your trip and the trip of the, the Kenobi, the, the Kenobi, the, the, yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi. Yes, yeah, oh yes. Sounds like a lot of fun. I can't wait to see the movie. I to you, Bob. You to me. Oh, uh, oh, oh yes. You can't wait for me. Yeah, yeah. I too cannot wait for you to see it. So I say I to you. It's kind of funny. Oh yes. <laughs> that didn't sound really convincing. Uh, well, I don't know. All right. Well, Bob. People have gone to jamesarnoldtaylor.com. They've clicked on the chat show link, then gone down and chose a topic. Hopefully, if they're wanting it read on the show, they would choose the Jatcast podcast as the topic. But there's other topics you can choose, general or uh, other questions and things. Many people just send me emails to uh, let me know how my life and work and such affects them and their lives. And they give me uh, wonderful, wonderful letters and such. And I try to respond to all those as well. But you go to the James Arnold Taylor podcast, you click on the Jack Show link, you do the drop down menu, you choose a topic, the Jackcast podcast, and then you send it, and then Bob gets it, and then Bob reads it here on the show. And you have some emails to read to us now, Bob. Oh, yeah, and doobity dee, and doobity doo. Yes, I do. Now, I had mentioned Cassandra's email. Now, I don't necessarily want to get into Cassandra's uh, uh, read the whole email here because she, she shares with me some uh, personal stuff about what's what's going on with her and her life and her family and some of the things she's struggling with. But Cassandra in the United States is a wonderful fan and has been a fan of mine for uh, many years on social media and such, on Twitter and, and the like, and uh, sends me emails from time to time. And she's been having a hard time lately with her health. And the doctors are trying to kind of figure it all out. And, I, you know, I have been there before, Cassandra. I have been there. When I got sick from black toxic mold, when uh, I was dealing with all of that and the issues that it affected my health and my immune system and such. So I understand these things. And, and, and then I also know that uh, Cassandra has had some issues dealing with uh, her family, some family members passing away. And, and my heart just goes out to you. My dear, my, de- my dear Cassandra, I'm going to say it as Obi-Wan Kenobi because I know it will mean more to you. The force is strong with you, my dear. So hold tight to it. Don't let go and know that the force will always be with you. And you know what force I'm talking about, Cassandra. And that's God. God is with you. So I, I just want you to know you and your family are in my prayers, okay? And, and as far as the issues you've been dealing with, with your health, here's my suggestion, okay? Um, obviously, I'm not a doctor. And obviously, I, you know, I'm not trying to say, oh, do this or do that. Do whatever your doctors say, okay? Listen to your doctors and all that. But here's one thing that will help. And no doctor will disagree with this. Eat as healthy as you can. So what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is if you can try your best to to cut back on the sugars and sodas or any of that stuff, I don't know your diet. I don't know what you eat and such. But here's the thing. When the body is stressed, when it has a virus or it's trying to get better, it's trying to heal and it's under any type of stress, especially like stomach issues, which I know you've had stomach issues now for a while. I've had stomach issues. I had what they call leaky gut syndrome. Now, some doctors don't believe in leaky gut syndrome, but it is an actual thing. It's and it and it's it's brutal. Um, essentially, it means your you know your stomach lining is is uh, is is not the strongest, and and some of the stuff is is leaking. I'm sorry, that uh, gross out factor, James. Talking about your leaky stomach, but sorry, uh, but. It's like an ulcer, you know, kind of like an ulcer. I think everybody can relate to an ulcer. It's the same kind of concept in that, 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 um, 
the stomach is not able to process things like that enough. So again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to get medical on you. Here's what I can say. When your, your, your belly isn't feeling well, when your, your body isn't handling things well, the best thing to do is to lessen the load. So when we eat foods that are more processed, you know, breads and, and, uh, and candy and chips and f- foods uh, that are, you know, just processed foods, things that have lots of ingredients in them. So in other words, the best way to know is like, look at the ingredients on, on, on something that you have, on the food that you have. And if there's more than like five ingredients, that's a lot. There's a lot going on in that food. And they'll, they'll put a lot of sugars. They put a lot of um, things that help keep things lasting longer on the, on, the, uh, on the shelf, you know, for shelf life. If you see natural flavors as one of the ingredients in your foods, those are usually chemicals that are there to help things taste better while they also are there to help extend the life of them. Now, think about it this way. Anything that can extend the life of a food means it will keep it longer. Like, like So meaning... It will keep it from breaking down longer, like because food naturally breaks down. It's you know it's like if you put something and you leave it out on the counter, it gets old and moldy and whatever. It starts to break down. But when they put all these preservatives in in processed food, it lasts that much longer. Okay, which means if you put it into your body, your body, which is used to breaking down things that naturally break down the way food naturally breaks down, if it doesn't have preservatives in it has to handle it the same way and it has to handle all those preservatives and it can't handle those things because those things are made to not break down. Does that make sense? Those chemicals are made to make things last longer and not start to uh, fall apart and be uh, processed. But your body is made to process food, healthy foods. That Once you put that into your body, that means it may hang out in your body longer and it may be, why? Because it's harder for your body to process that. Our bodies are made to process food what is food? Food is in its most simple form should be fruits and vegetables, meats, uh, grains, you know, proteins, beans, you know, things like that. And the body, so you don't want to overwork the body, but we live in a very fast food, processed food society where our diets do not consist of just whole foods. So when I say whole foods, I'm talking about, you know, again, vegetables primarily vegetables and fruits but fruits can be hard if you have stomach issues and you're having issues with viruses and stuff fruits are sugars so sugars feed illness illness is not what you want Uh, you know sugars feed the bad bacteria that live in our bodies too we have good and bad bacteria everybody has bad bacteria in their body as well but you want to keep the bad bacteria at, at bay that's why people eat a lot of like or, or take a lot of probiotics now you hear that's very and even doctors now agree probiotics are good crazy thing is is 15 years ago when i started this journey of health when i got sick from toxic mold probiotics and stuff were kind of looked at a little cross-eyed by by many doctors and stuff and they're like yeah well you don't necessarily need that and now everybody's kind of coming to find that no probiotics are very good for your system now you have to be careful which ones they you get and stuff and they're very expensive here's the other problem with eating the way james eats it's expensive however it doesn't mean it has to be. You know, yes, I eat organic. I eat a lot of organic. I only eat organic, really, if, if I can help it. So what have I eaten today? Okay, my breakfast was a bowl of brown rice, real basic, just brown rice, just cooked in a pot with some, some water and a little salt in the water. And then the water, you cook it down to where the water boils and <clears throat> evaporates. And Sorry, I've got, a, I've got a tickle in my throat. I apologize for clearing my throat. So brown rice... 
And then, and I don't put a bunch of stuff in the brown rice. I just cook it. It's just real basic. And you make brown rice, you make it, you can make it at the beginning of the week. And as long as you refrigerate it and keep it, you know, good and in a tight container, you can, that can last you throughout the week if you make enough. You can also buy frozen brown rice. Now, and you can get organic or, or regular. And, and then you can just take just the amount you need, like a small amount, you know, like half a cup or something, because you don't need a ton. And put it in a, a little pan or, you know, a lot of people will microwave. I am against microwaving. But let me say this. If you're trying to get healthy and you just need to make food fast and you're going to eat healthy food, you know, you do what you got to do. But I will say microwave food, Cassandra, and everybody else listening, I have found and I have found through having studies with experts in this, you know, some doctors say no, but I have found it can affect our blood cells and it can make your your blood cells what we call like sticky they start sticking together your red and white blood i think it makes the red blood cells a little sticky so um if you're only eating microwaved food take a break from it you know make some salads uh, salads can be harder if you're having stomach issues but brown rice so what i had for breakfast let me get back to that i had i had brown rice and i had steamed cabbage and collard greens now, you don't steam those for a long time. You don't steam them to where they turn like all you. When you steam vegetables, you steam them only until they turn very bright and vibrant in color. So if you're steaming broccoli and you put it in there and it turns this really beautiful bright green, that means it's time to stop and take it out of the steamer, get it off the heat. Otherwise, it's going to overcook. It's going to become that mushy broccoli that most people go, broccoli. When it's cooked just right, it's beautiful and lovely. Same with collard greens and cabbage and any other vegetables like that, green beans and stuff. You want to only steam them to where they're vibrant in color and a little crisp. So I had steamed cabbage that I steamed literally for about 60 seconds. That was it. And then collard greens. Collard greens, I know people are like, oh, what are collard greens? They're these big, beautiful leaves. And you wash them real good. You clean them up and then you chop it up and you put that in the steamer or you can put it in a stir fry or whatever. You can eat them raw too. You can. Although, um, if you're having stomach issues, I, I don't don't eat. You don't want to eat a lot of raw food right now because that'll be harder on your stomach. Basically, what I'm trying to go a long way to get around here, Cassandra, is you want to give your body the best food it possibly can get, so it's not working so hard. Because right now your body's trying to heal, so to get your body to work better, eat as mellow and and simple and lovely and beautiful food as you can. Okay. You know, get get some zucchini and steam it for a little bit, or you can bake it for a little bit if you want, or you can you can stir fry it. You know, and, and with a with you could get some brown rice and stuff. But you you don't really want to do a bunch of like really over the top. You know, you stir fry. Eh, you want to like steamed vegetables right now for you. Steamed rice or uh, uh, cooked rice, cooked brown rice, not white rice. Brown rice, brown rice is is very hearty. Has good and it's good for you. Uh, white rice doesn't really have much to it. It's kind of just empty calories and stuff. So brown rice, steamed vegetables, and a little protein. Just a little, okay? You don't want to overdo your protein right now um, because your body is is working overtime. So if you could do that, you know, it could be a nice little piece of fish, a little piece of salmon. It could be, um, it could be a little piece of chicken, like a little chicken breast. Uh, it could be, it could be uh, beef. You know, you could do just a little, like two ounces of of red meat, if you're a meat eater. Or it could be, um, 
Beans and stuff are tricky because some people have trouble with beans and stuff, especially if you have um, stomach issues. But lentil beans are usually pretty nice and mellow. Uh, you can get chickpeas, garbanzo beans, um, stuff like that. But here's what I, I want you to just eat as mellow as you can. Stay away from the processed foods. Stay away from chips and oily foods and, uh, you know, overly oily or overly salty foods and stuff. Try to eat as mellow as you can. I know it doesn't sound fun. I know. I'm sorry. You know, but and some people just don't like vegetables. Some people have a hard time eating vegetables. I get it. I'm sorry. I've always loved vegetables. Um, so I love them. I love, you know, lightly steamed carrots, lightly steamed broccoli, cauliflower, uh, zucchini, yellow squash, kabocha squash as one of those beautiful, lovely, you know, if you want a little something sweet and lovely with your meal, kabocha squash. It looks like a green pumpkin. So you'd probably find it at your health food stores in town. But I don't know, uh, your regular grocery store may have it in their organic section. It's a squash, like a, like butternut squash or one of those, you know. But kabocha squash is really sweet, and you can put it in the steamer for like 10 minutes to where it gets soft, where you can put a fork in it and it'll go through. Or you can bake it, and, and same thing, you know, to where the fork can go all the way through it and it's soft. And it's beautiful and sweet and lovely. All you need to do is put a little butter or a little olive oil, a little salt on it. That'd be great. Eat simple, beautiful easygoing foods that are easy to digest right now, my dear, okay? Because that's going to help your body heal, okay? Uh, um, simple foods, as simple as you can. I know that may be hard. I, I you know, I don't know your situation. I don't know um, your financial situation. I don't know your home situation with, you know, stuff. But uh, try not to eat lots of big meals that are hard to digest, Okay. So, you know, if you have meat and potatoes, okay, well, you know, go easier on those and try to have more salad with it or more uh, steamed vegetables with it, okay? Um, but try to stay away from too much breads and stuff. See, breads are broken. They're a broken food. And so they take longer to digest. They're harder on our bodies to digest. Right now, your, your, your body is having a hard enough time trying to digest and heal. So the, the more simple foods you eat, the easier of a time you're going to have getting healthy and getting your, your body healthy, okay? I've gone on a long time about all this, and I'm in no way a doctor, and I'm not trying to take the place of your doctor, okay? Go to your doctor. Tell you, yeah, but you could say to your doctor, uh, you know, a friend suggested that I eat nice, simple uh, vegetables and, you know. So basically, you want to envision this on your plate. 50% vegetable, which would be like a broccoli, cauliflower, uh, greens, um, you know, bok choy or collard greens or kale, you know, steamed, cooked, nice, not overcooked, okay? Um, green beans, uh, asparagus, uh, zucchini, yellow squash, any of those types of foods. Those are non-starchy vegetables. 50% of your plate, that. 30% of your plate, a carbohydrate or a starchy starchy vegetables. That could be the kabocha squash. That could be pumpkin squash, you know, or a butternut squash or something like that. Potato. It could be potato. Those are starchy, starchy vegetables. They're not the same as regular vegetables. Okay. 30% uh, of your plate, that. And then 20% of your plate, your protein, your meat or your beans or, you know, your tofu or whatever you're eating as your protein. And that is going to allow your body to digest easier and simpler and not work as hard, okay? Lots of water, my dear, and and eat as good as you can. You know, salads, things like that, simple simple foods. I hope that helps you. Again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just giving you my suggestions of what helped me when I was having trouble with my health. The only and the best thing that really did it for me was eating healthy and laying off, you know, breads, 
sugars, dairy. Dairy's hard. I know a lot of people love dairy. I, I don't eat dairy. Um, certainly no alcohol. Uh, that's really hard on the system. Coffee. A lot of people drink coffee and stuff. You know, ooh, gosh, coffee is hard. Coffee, coffee is hard on the body. It really is. So, you know, if you could switch to teas, there's some lovely teas that kind of help keep things mellow. A little chamomile or a little throat coat tea or Roy Boss or a little mint tea is nice. Uh, start your day instead with a little hot water with lemon and honey in it, you know, for a little sweetness. Try to lay off the sweets if you can. And this is, you know, look, this is a general rule for everybody, for all of us, okay? Let's try to eat as healthy as we can. These, This is the way James eats. I had uh, brown rice and steamed greens for my breakfast with a little olive oil and sea salt on it. You're going, ugh, James. No, no, I'm telling you, that it was wonderful. It helped me feel great. Then I had a, I had a, my wife made me a turkey sandwich with gluten-free bread and lots of lettuce and, uh, you know, little little turkey in there, uh, really nice organic turkey lunch meat and, um, and real simple and, and, uh, some vegan cheese on it. Cause I, we do vegan cheese made out of like cashews and stuff. I know you're all going, Bleh, but I'm telling you, they've got it down to where these things taste pretty darn good now. Um, that's, that's what I had. And then tonight I'll probably have a big salad. Like I make a big salad. If you're Seinfeld fans, you're laughing because you know, the big salad, give me a big salad. So I'll have a big salad with lettuce and carrots and radish and jicama and celery and cucumber and uh, and then I'll put nuts in it for for protein. Uh, I'll put in cashews and pecans and uh, I'll put in pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds and some dried cranberries is a little sweetness that's nice. And then I'll sprinkle sea salt over it and I might put some uh, some again some cashew cheese over the whole thing. And then I'll make I'll get a lemon and I'll, I'll squeeze the lemon and I'll put lemon and I'll put olive oil and I put flax oil and, and uh, this uh, seasoning salt called herbamar and I'll sprinkle that in there and a little sea salt. And I might even put a little bit of honey in that dressing. Then I make like a honey olive oil dressing there with lemon. And then I'll pour that over the salad and it will be delicious. And, um, and there you go. Uh, and I might put, I could put like turkey meat in there, but I had turkey earlier already today, so I probably won't. So, uh, because I kind of sparingly do my my protein, my meat proteins like that. So then I'll do, you know, nuts or I'll do uh, lentil beans or garbanzo beans or something in the salad too, or, you know, what have you, or, or an egg. I could do an egg, I do a hard boiled egg and chop that up and put it over in the salad as well. Um, and so there you go. So. Uh, anyways, uh, long way around, Bob. And we, you know, yeah, we really only answer. Maybe we'll get to another letter here in a second. But Cassandra is, again, a dear uh, fellowship uh, fan here of the Jackcast, part of the fellowship. And all of you that are listening, I want you to pray for her. Just like we all pray for all of you. We're all praying for each other. Look, if you're people of faith that, that listen to the show and you're not, or if you're not people of faith, uh, send good vibes, Okay. All right, send good vibes, send good thoughts, send healthy thoughts to people, okay? But I'm a Christian, so I pray and I ask for prayer. So I pray that you would pray for Cassandra and her family for their loss of loved ones and for Cassandra's health, all right? Um, and I felt it necessary to spend all this time on this for her because again, uh, that's what we do here. We're all a fellowship and a family here at the James Arnold Taylor podcast. We take care of each other. And so I got her letter and that really touched my heart. And I wanted to make sure that uh, we uh, 
take care of ours, our, our own people here. Okay. Got another one as well. Another fantastic letter, Bob. Uh, and it's, it's, it's the person asked that I not read it on, on the air, but it's from, uh, a, a listener or a, a follower of the Jack cast named Kitty and Kitty. I just want you to know, uh, from, uh, from Huntsville or Huntersville, I should say. Um, I got your email. And I thank you so much. It's beautiful. I thank you. God bless you. Thank you for being a listener to my uh, podcast. I'm so glad that I could inspire you and help you. Um, also, uh, let's see, so many other folks sending some wonderful emails. Bob, what do we got? Oh, yeah, oh yes. Indeed. In, 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 yes, yes. We've got one from uh, Megan. And uh, and it uh, from England. Megan in England. Oh, Megan in England. We have We have several Megans that listen. And uh, so uh, this is Megan in England. What does Megan say? It says, uh, "Dear Jet, you should read it in a British accent." Oh, oh yeah, I don't, I don't do, I don't, I, I don't do a British accent. Give it a try. <laughs> no, you're you're embarrassing me, uh, dear Jet. I'm a bit late to the party here. Yeah, you're right. Don't do a British accent. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Bob. What's this? I'm a bit late to the party here. My best friend, Laura, who is the biggest Star Wars fan ever, introduced me to your podcast after I discovered Clone Wars earlier this year. Yes, yes, I know I'm very behind, but I have always had a love of Star Wars, and now I get to explore this whole new show, and better still, I get to share it with my best friend who's watched it for years. Isn't that great? Look at that. If you're new to Clone Wars, like like uh, uh, Megan is here, it, you've got a whole new adventure awaiting you. And there's a whole new season coming, Megan, so that's exciting. All right, what else does she say? She says, I don't know if this email will get lost in the many, many emails you receive, but I just wanted to say thank you for being so inspiring. Last year, I went through a really tough time. I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, and over the following few months, I was diagnosed with further physical and mental health problems that left me feeling defeated and very unhappy. However, listening to your podcast has really helped me retake control of my life and health in a positive way through meditation, breathing, and prayer. Even though I'm not from a religious family or even really had a religion growing up, but I have found comfort in faith. I have now been lucky enough to be able to get my own diabetic alert dog, and it felt only right to name him Obi, after someone who's strong and brave and good to the very heart. See now, Megan, you're gonna make me cry here. <laughs> that uh, that's beautiful. Okay, what else, what else does Megan say, Bob? Well, it says, it says, I really enjoy your podcast, and I can't wait to listen to more episodes soon. I hope you and your family are well, and I wish you nothing but happiness and peace. Kindest regards, Megan. P.S. Sorry, I didn't have a question. I haven't caught up on all your podcasts yet, and I didn't want to ask something that had already been asked. Well, Megan, don't you worry. Never fear. Uh, your letter was very dear uh, to me. Uh, thank you so much. Again, uh, you know, kind of going along the lines of health and stuff. This show is just supposed to be a goofball show of me doing voices called Talking to Myself, where I do a bunch of voices and make you laugh and talk about my life as a voice actor in Hollywood. But you know what I find it to be? I find it to be a place where people can can be recharged and re-energized and, and, and get the, the help and the support that they need in their lives because all of us are going through something. Whether it's Cassandra or Megan or, or, or Kitty or any of the other folks that, that have written me and write to me on a regular basis. There's so many of you here. Uh, uh, Tim and Johannes. Oh, we read wrote Johannes's before. Uh, Nathaniel, Kyle, Philip, Andrew, Brittany, Roger, Cyan. Uh, there's so many folks. Jake, 
writing me uh, wonderful emails and letters, and I thank you all. But I think really what it is is it's, if I can be a positive light to you, uh, then job well done. And that's what I try to be. I really try. I really try. And so, again, I never want to be negative, and it hurts me. It's like last time I mentioned that one person felt I, I was being negative. I think they really misunderstood and that, that bums me out. I'm not going to keep going on about it, but it's like, I want to be a positive light to all of you here. And I want you to know, I believe in you. I believe in your journey. I want to know about your journeys. I love it when you write to me. Uh, we're going to try to figure out phone calls here and stuff. I have a system set up. It's just, um, I need to, you know, I do this all on my own. So I would need uh, call screening and stuff so we can get it all going. Cause I think we can only take like four callers online at a time, you know, where we'd have up to four people calling in and, and then you wait on hold and we only have four uh, lines essentially. So we got to figure it all out and get to a point where we can uh, have call-ins and we would set a day and say, you know, like every Tuesday at, you know, three o'clock Pacific standard call into the James Arnold Taylor podcast or whatever, you know, I'll tweet about it and stuff. So we're trying to figure that out because I do want to, I, I want to be a light to you all. You know, I, you know, I listen, uh, is, I listen to many podcasts, many podcasts, but one of the ones that, that I am stuck on that I listen to uh, is a fellow by the name of Dave Ramsey. And Dave Ramsey is a kind of a financial guru, but he's also, I mean, he has, um, he's created what it calls financial peace university. And it is about not living out of your means financially. Uh, and he has created this and he's a Christian. He's a fellow Christian. What I love about it is it's a ministry for him. And he helps people that have been in bad financial situations and and are spending more than they should and aren't really budgeting. And we follow the Ramsey principles. We, my wife and I, we follow them and we have a budget. We use his app and we... We go through his baby steps. If you're if you're a Dave Ramsey listener, you're you're going yes, I get it. If you're not, check out the Dave Ramsey show. I mean, he's got he's like one of the top ten podcasts on iTunes, Apple iTunes and stuff. And he's you know he's uh, he's made quite quite a bit uh, of uh, following on this. So you know it's not like he's some new guy to podcast. He's huge, and so all of you are probably like, yeah, I already know Dave Ramsey. What are you kidding me? But check him out if you don't, because all of us. You know, it's like, I want to be able to give you the health stuff and the, and the good vibes there, the meditation and the, the peace of mind and the positive thinking and, and his whole ministry, uh, with his, his group and his, his, um, his, uh, family and, and the whole podcast network he has is about financial, uh, peace. And I want to give you uh, mindful peace and, um, and, you know, I mean, it's like my dream would be to be able to work with them in some way too. Uh, they're out in uh, in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, I'm I'm taking a trip out to Na uh, to Nashville actually soon, and I I, I wrote them and such, and but uh, I would love to talk with them because it's a it's a neat neat thing, and I'd love it if uh, if they started um, going. Oh yeah, we should have James come on and and teach people how to eat well because he always talks about when you try to uh, cut your budget and really live on a budget, you stop going out to restaurants because you're paying off your debt and everything. And he always says beans and rice, rice and beans. I always laugh because I was a vegan for many years and that's what I live on was beans and rice. Um, but I want to make videos that show people how to eat well and how to do all the stuff I was talking about to get you all to feel like you, you understand those parts of life and they just become second nature. Like when you get up in the morning and you brush your teeth and stuff, uh, to, to get up in the morning and make a good breakfast, a balanced meal for yourself and plan balanced meals. And then you got someone like Dave Ramsey, who's showing you how to balance your budget. And so we're, we're all trying to make everybody live, uh, better lives. And that's really the whole thing behind this podcast. And my, my mission in life is that, you know, I love voice acting. I'm blessed to do it. I hope to always voice act. I really do. I hope to always act. I hope I get more acting jobs and stuff. I do. I love all of that. But truth be told, 
if I could be financially stable enough to just do this and make my videos and put them out on YouTube and not worry about uh, making money from it, that's what I would do for y'all. Because I just, I love being a light to all of you and help you and inspire you. And that's really all I really want to do. So God bless every each and every one of you that listens to this podcast. Thank you so much. If you don't believe in God, I'm still saying God bless you because I know he believes in you. He's real. He's proved himself to me. And that's that's all I can say. But if but I'm not trying to push that on anybody. And I just ask you to just come along with me on this journey and, and put up with me and my, my Christian talk and stuff and, and forgive me if I'm not trying to offend anybody. But uh, God bless y'all. I, I really hope and pray for the best of every single person in, under the sound of my voice here listening to this podcast. Uh, you know, uh, I'll do a fun one uh, next week. Next week, we'll have one where I'll try to do more voices and stuff. This one was, you know, more just telling stories and, and then talking diet and and trying to inspire y'all and get y'all to think about uh, these these things that make us healthy. So we're breathing in healthy stuff, okay? We're thinking positive, okay? That goes for all of you. Uh, Megan and Kitty and uh, Cassandra and everybody else listening. Um, breathe in and think and feel healthy. Picture yourself at your best. Before we close this show, I want you to get a good picture of you at your best, okay? Breathe that in. Believe it. Believe it. It can happen. I do it. And I, I, am, I am living the best years of my life ever because of it. The grace of God but also positive thinking. It works. Pick up Norman Vincent Peale's books, The Power of Positive Thinking. Read them. They're good stuff. They're real stuff. Uh, 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 Daniel Amen, Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. That's another great one. Uh, Alan Arnold's The Story of With, A Better Way to Live, Love, and Create. Fantastic. And then for fun, my, my buddy Marshall Julius's book, Vintage Geek, because everybody needs to have a little fun in their life too, All right, which is a great trivia book. All right, everybody. And, and while you're at it, pick up JAT 365, 365 Daily Inspirations for the Pursuit of Your Dreams. I know I'm telling you all to spend a bunch of money, don't they? I'm just, look. My book you can get online for free watching it on my YouTube channel. And uh, maybe we'll start doing, uh, I may start doing some of it in the podcast here as well. So anyways, in fact, let's close the show. Uh, let's have Mr. Announcer Guy come in and do the uh, legal mumbo jumbo. And then I'm going to read as one of my characters a page from my book. All right. Oh, Mr. Announcer Guy. No, yes, James. Time for the Lego Mumbo Jumbo. You got it, man. Talking to myself, the James Arnold Taylor Podcast is a production of YumiGo Inc. Recorded at Chat Studios. Engineered, written, recorded, and produced by, you guessed it, James Arnold Taylor. All voices are parody and should be construed as entertainment only. All music and sound effects used with permissions and licenses through backtracks, digital juice, production tracks, and partners in rhyme. James Arnold Taylor's Talking Myself, the podcast, copyright 2019, all rights reserved. Thanks, dude. Yeah, man. Okay. So let's read. Ooh. Okay. I just open randomly when I do this. I'm going to read from my book, Jat 365. I'm going to read it as one of my favorite uh, characters to do on Guardians of the Galaxy. That's Yondu. Yondu. Now, many of you may not know that I'm the voice of Yondu on the cartoon version of Guardians of the Galaxy. Have been for many years now. So Michael Rooker plays him in the films. I play him in the cartoons and the video games and the live shows and everything else. It's me doing Yondu. So here we go. I'm going to read uh, Day 237 from Jat 365. Perfectly imperfect. Today is a perfect day to be imperfect. Know that you can't do everything, but the things you can do can affect others positively. So do them the best you can, and that will be good enough. What can you do today? So there's always a question. So today is a perfect day to be imperfect. Know that you can't do everything, but the things you can do can affect others positively. 
So do them the best you can and that will be good enough, okay? Believe it, it will. Receive it, it is. I love you all. I thank you all. I'm praying for you all. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the James Arnold Taylor Podcast. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.